previously on Creek Chat. And then fucking Joey strolls up on in this bitch. Well, her and Charlie Michael Murray made some eye contact. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Michael Murray. Charlie Michael Murray. Michael Murray, Chad. Charlie Michael Murray. Charlie Michael Murray. Fucking C-M-M. Charlie Michael Murray. Charlie Michael Murray. C-M-M. Charlie Michael Murray. Dun, dun, dun. What's up with that, Charlie Michael Murray? C-M-M is back in the mix. Moving forward into the future in Boston. You don't have to wait cause every Monday we are back with a new episode of the show Crew Chat. Here's our host. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT Chipmark and his Merry Men Money. And with me, the most humble guest on earth. You know that is right, because it is the one and only guest with the most Nicolas Cage movies, Chucky B. And the B stands for bad singing oh and we get uh, a big old taste of that in this three pack from season five of dawson's creek we got episode 16 through 18 for you guys this week Uh, before we commence to talking about all of the bad singing and all the other goings on i just want to make sure everyone knows that they're deeply loved yeah lol lots of love all right I'm going to move on quickly from the love this week because I've got something I want to talk about. It's urgent. Hold on. You got to give it. Get it. Got it. Good. You got it. You got it. Now, you see, and now that you've got it, it's good. Right? Yeah, that's how it goes. Now, you got me questioning myself on how it goes. So, it's turned itself around into my brain. So, check it out. I was thinking through the whole beginning of the season, man, a lot of people are wearing a lot of brown coats, a lot of brown leather jackets being worn. And I felt like every single person except for Charlie Michael Murray, I should say guy, except for Charlie Michael Murray, wore a brown coat in this three-pack at some point or another. And I feel like that's probably true of this entire season. Didn't What's notice going it. on? I wonder who, who, who is the people that does uh, their wardrobe for this season like where do they get the clothes from i don't know if they're still sponsored by american eagle like they were at one point i haven't watched the credits to see who the wardrobe is sponsored by um but whoever it is they need to get their head out of their asses with these brown coats all right i need a new coat my coat is kind of sad is it brown no is it going to be brown i'm not a super big fan of just like brown you don't have a lot of brown in your wardrobe? I don't know if I have I any. I used to wear a brown corduroy jacket all the time, but I don't think currently I own any brown clothing. No, yeah, I got a lot of, like, blue. All right, we're getting way off track before we've even gotten out of the station. 
I'm sorry I took us down that fashion aside, but it was bugging me, and it has been all season. Anyway, let's get into your predictions here for In a Lonely Place, which you do provide its own predictions for. The last two episodes are kind of lumped together. I think even with a little heap of some extra in the Lonely Place, too, but we'll see. All right, so In a Lonely Place. Joe's feeling in a lonely place because she saw a man basically die in front of her when the drug dealer guy just died in the last episode. And also, she doesn't have creepy Ethan anymore, so she can't really be running to Jean with this shit because, like, I don't know. So she's, like, in a lonely place. I really can't think that Audrey, Pacey, Dawson are generally lonely places. That only leaves Jack, who's in a real low lonely place, and he doesn't know what the fuck to do. He doesn't know whether or not the frat's got his back, or if he should just say fuck that, whether or not he should just be like, Grams, can I move back in, and I guess I'm going to focus on my grades and do good and trying to find a new guy? Maybe I'll call up Toby and be like, what up? Like, I fucked up. Maybe we should hook up? And Toby's just be like, I don't know, bro. And he's all like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if I should be saying bro so much anymore since i'm not in that frat life and toby's like do you like saying bro and jack's like yeah i like saying bro bro you think i don't like saying bro bro come on (laughs) so um i'm gonna say you pretty much like struck the fuck out across the board there oh yeah that was bad no that was it was uh (laughs) <laughs> it was fun saying bro a bunch of times, but it that. always is. I like, I always enjoy your fake Jack and Toby conversations regarding the frat, uh, which has been like twice now. But either way, that was a particular good one. Let's hear the breakdown. Joey is forced to acknowledge her feelings for Professor Wilder, and Jen and Pacey get some unexpected advice on romance from a pair of traveling musicians. Now the breakdown fucked up because Pacey didn't get anything from traveling musicians outside of the benefit of what. Audrey got from Beard. I call them Beard and Long Hair. I call them Beardo. What did you call Long Hair? I didn't really call him anything. I just kind of said dude, that Jen was kind of giddy. We'll get to why. She was a little giddy. All right. She was loving it, loving it. Yeah, 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 loving it. Loving it. If she'd have been single, that would have played out differently. But that night forced her to reconsider and become single. But that's way ahead of ourselves. Let's hear about your predictions for Highway to Hell and Cigarette Burns. Yeah, Highway to Hell. So they're all going to a WWE pay-per-view, right? Back in the day, SummerSlam. First, they get into a time machine and go back four years into the future. Five years back into the future. Whatever year it is. I think it's 2003 that we're in, right? What was the last one? Cigarette burns? <laughs> I don't know. Jack was smoking. That's all I got for that. Maybe he's going to try and quit. Maybe he burns a hole. <laughs> Maybe he burns a hole in Grams' couch. And Grams is like, what the fuck, Jack? Why are you smoking in my fucking house? <laughs> you can't be smoking in my fucking house. You're going to quit. And you're going to... And you know how you're going to quit? I'm going to buy you a carton of cigarettes. I'm going to watch you smoke the entire fucking carton, one cigarette at a time, over and over and over until they're all gone. Dude, Dawson is just directing the shit out of this movie. I feel like Pacey and Audrey are just going to be going really hot and heavy. Joey's going to end up going down the highway to hell with fucking Gene. It means they're going to fuck. <laughs> they're going <be, laughs> to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Satan. <laughs> Let's go to Satan and spread them. 
dude, I didn't know where that episode title came from last episode until I got these predictions and I started fucking crying. I was like, I, I don't remember you saying that at all. Joey's like, we're on a highway to heck, baby. Let's have some sex. So Jack's lonely. Joey and Wilder are going to fuck. Pacey and Audrey probably already fucked. I don't know. We're going to get more Oscar. No more creepy Ethan. He's gone. Someone's going to find out. It's going to get leaked that Wilder and Joey are fucking. The other drama is going to be whether or not Jack's going back to the frat. I can't believe it's 100% over. He might still be with the frat, just not living there. I want to say you didn't do very well in there either. Now, Pacey and Audrey, check mark. You got it. Yeah, I got one, like... We're going to get more Oscar. I'll give you a bunt on that one. But you got on base. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, you got that on one, base. Too. No more creepy Ethan. We don't know yet, but not this three-pack. So that's another home run. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's, let's hear the breakdown for Highway to Hell. Creepy Ethan has left for good. Audrey and Pacey join Joey for a road trip to perform with Charlie Michael Murray's band. Dawson's return to Capeside reveals some new information about his mom's life and his own romance with Jen. And the breakdown for cigarette burns. Dawson inadvertently insults an influential critic right before she reviews his new film. But then he fucks her. I mean, he's on his way. What are the odds that he does bang her? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't rem- Alright, if I'm going off of what I remember, I'm not going to comment. If I'm going off of what I think is happening based on how the show has gone so far... It's not going to happen. Otherwise, Joey would have fucked Wilder. And here, in this episode, we're going to get to that right now here in The Lonely Place, I think we see what might be the absolute conclusion of the Gene Wilder storyline. Unless you have different thoughts on that. Uh, No, I pretty much kind of agree with that. I'm not necessarily 100% writing it off. But I would say there's a good 90% chance that that is over. It felt like a good ending. And again, keep in mind, I don't remember if he comes back or not. But for me, if I'm watching it, I'm like, that felt like a good way to write him off. They they definitely both agreed that, like, they would have fucked. <sighs> so we start out... <laughs> no, we're going to get to that. That's a point that comes up towards the end of this story that I want to get into. So she's watching a movie with Dawson and he's like, yo, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow. We're going to go to this movie. And she doesn't really seem into it. And she's like, y'all are babysitting me. I'm fine. So they basically take what happened in Downtown Crossing Mm -hmm. and immediately go, that didn't matter at all to Joey. She's over it. And it never comes up again. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of mirror what people were doing to Dawson, but in a way lower instance. Like, you can tell that they've been... I don't know how much time had been in between that because they don't really. It doesn't seem like much. Acknowledge how much time passes from episode to episode. No, and it seems to vary, but I don't think it's supposed to be more than a week or two. Like it's still pretty soon after. If I'd say within a week. Yeah, I would say it's probably a week, maybe a week and a half. And she's just been like feeling like she's getting passed on, like like she said, like being babysat. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm good. But she does say to Dawson, it's been nice hanging out with you again. And he's like, yeah, man, it's been good. 
Yeah, I was like, I wrote down, yeah, nothing like a traumatic experience to rekindle your friendship. There was one that broke their relationship apart, and now there can be another one that brings them back together. Which leads to a comment that I wrote later on my sheet, which is, Is the wedding back on? There's going to be a lot more to talk about in that respect as we move through this three-pack, because it gets flirted with a bunch. So later on, Dawson's back up in his attic working on his shit, and Jen comes up, and she's like, yo, bro, we gotta go to this concert, I gotta interview this band, are you ready to go? He's like, oh, shit, girl, I forgot all about that. He's like, dude, I'm going to the movies with uh, Joey tonight for this fucking, like, class thing. And she says, like, he's like, does it bother you? And she goes, I just sometimes wish we had a clean slate. Like, it's difficult having all the shit that's happened between us in the last four years be between us and not just between us but between joey like all of that i can understand where she's coming from i think the bigger issue is they started dating and then immediately moved into each other like it was definitely a big problem for sure but i mean they touch on other reasons why which i think makes sense too later and we'll get to that in the next episode but i actually don't think they're they've shown much reasoning for them to break up i don't think it really makes that much sense other than what like the way jen acted in that like one scene we'll get into they talk about it in the next episode when they break up and i'm not saying you have to like the reason but i don't buy it you don't have to buy it it's already been sold to you well i I, let's jump ahead to it because we're already fucking arguing about it we'll just jump ahead to that point right now when they break up they make the exact statement jen says we were perfect for each other four years ago, but it doesn't feel right now. And I think that's borne out by the fact that they're both just so busy with their own lives and her with the radio and the bands and him with the movie and the directing and all that. And it's been a problem they brought up in the past that obviously they've learned to work around, but they're kind of leading lives that aren't conducive to a good relationship that they're both looking for. And it doesn't feel right. And I think the fact that they broke up so easily bears out that they needed each other then. For the time that they dated. But now they're both kind of found their footing and found a trajectory. Jen without Jack kind of doing her own thing. Dawson without Joey doing his own thing, whatever. And so now they can go on and do their own things and still be really good friends. Yeah, although to me, it also seemed like not only could they be good friends, but Jen was also kind of pushing for like the, we can kind of still have a relationship and have it be exactly how it was before, minus just, like, the making out and being boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, we can still just hang out and fuck. No. That's no, what I got absolutely not was the vibe we can just hang out and fuck. It was, we can be friends. It doesn't have to be weird. It's going to be weird now, but over time we'll get used to it and this will be normal no way was she saying we could be fuck buddies <laughs> not a chance no i'm not i'm not I'm buying that i'm it. not buying that at all oh, but any, any, anyway janet janet <laughs> this point is like well that's fine i'll find someone else to go to the concert mm. with and we find out who that is later and it's a of course a good, actually we've already talked about it it's audrey um well that this is where i wrote down i was like oh man they're already planting the seeds of dissension and i was like and jen's got an affinity for musicians oh for sure it was they were telegraphing it like there's no doubt about it and it went on and on and on and we'll 
we're going to get to that whole storyline. And that's why I also kind of felt like it didn't make sense because it was like, they're like, oh, here it is perfectly laid out for you. Like, where's the hook? And there was none. It was just lazy. What was lazy? I just didn't like That's it. That's fair. You don't have to. I'm not saying you have to like it, but to say it was lazy or that it doesn't make sense is just wrong. I just didn't agree with it. Based on what they're sold me in coming to that, leading to that, I just didn't see it coming. It didn't make sense. They dated me. for like 10 episodes, dude. That's a lifetime in Dawson's Creek. Like, you got enough out of that. That lived longer than it normally would have. Just don't think it's right. It did for like 12 episodes. I need to be hearing wedding bells. I don't think that you know whether or not it's right until you see how it plays out after this. And you do this all nope, the time. I you know. get quick to judgment. You're like, just like in the last episode, you're like, fuck Joey Potter. I got Audrey now. You have to be quick to judge. If I'm not quick to judge, it's fucking boring. That's not even true. That's not even true at all. You can be quick to judge and not be like, I'm done with Joey Potter. I got Audrey now. Well, I do have Audrey now. She's even deeper entrenched in the group, convincing Pacey to get apartments and shit. Okay. He hasn't done it yet, but it comes up. I mean, we're jumping. We're not, that's the thing. We're not even jumping around within the same fucking episode. We're jumping into other episodes. I can't even keep track of what we're doing. Let me just follow through with Joey Potter here, the one you're done with. Okay. Because she's doing something weird and sitting on the floor right outside of Wilder's office to explain about Friday night. And he's just like, you don't got to explain it, girl. No, seriously, don't explain it. I don't care. It's perfectly fine. It makes sense. I'm over it. Thank you for saving my life and my career. Do not explain yourself, girl. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, oh, if you would have came over, we would have fucked. And then my life would have been ruined. And she's like, why would have been ruined? I wouldn't have said shit. Would you have said shit? Would you have been talking? She's like, oh, is that what you like to do? Fuck little 18-year-old girls and then brag about it to your fucking college but buddies? But then some other woman comes in and Joey's like, Psh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So there's like, okay, who's this older woman? She's not another 18-year-old girl. It's not another student. Well, we find out about her later because they're at the screening. No, she's a former well, student. They're at the, maybe. They're at the screening and Dawson sees the Wilders there kissing that woman on the cheek or whatever. And he's like, hey, yo, Joey, ain't that your dude? from fucking school man uh and she's just looking at while they're kissing this woman no she's like ain't that your teacher yo and joe's like joe's like mm, gonna be more than my teacher i was gonna fuck him and and dawson's like wait hold up no, that's not how dawson he, he can tell that that's what her brain is thinking because the look on his face is something's off here like she's looking no she's yeah, looking yeah, jealous yeah, 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 yeah and so we get back to the like they're still just sitting there and joey's just staring at him and dawson's like listen are you sure you don't want to just like go say hi to someone or to that dude right now like say what's up and she's like uh and then he points out that they're like full-on kissing on the mouth and he's like uh yo he's kissing that chick and joey he's like do you have a do you have a crush on your english teacher and Joey's like, Joey's like, nah, I don't have a crush on him, but I mean, like, you know, like I might have fucking Frenched him once. The lights go down for the showing, and because she definitely like semi acknowledges well, that, that something might have happened later, brother. We got to get through to that acknowledgement. No, no, she, I, I wrote for this specific thing. This scene? Like, she says no while kind of being like, but you know, like you never know, or something like that. It's like, wait, what? Well, Dawson, look at his face, whether she said something or not, is like, well, I know something's up now. And when Wilder gets up and walks into the lobby, and I'm thinking to myself, 
why would this motherfucker get up and walk into the lobby of this movie theater while the movie's playing to just stand there and look at something if he's not trying he's to gonna get fuck Joey in the lobby? Yes, that's why he stood up and went out there. Home run. Yep. Well, he does tell her that he's fucking that woman that he's with, and he's trying to make Joey jealous that she so that she hates him. Yeah, and she's all like, she's all like, you know what? I think you're a fucking coward. And then she kisses him, and she goes, "We're fucking done now." Uh, yeah. Now that you want me, that's what I wrote down. You can't have. What I wrote me. down is that it's a this is over kiss. That shit's done. She's like, "I'm gonna go blow that guy I came with." Mm. So the movie's all over, and Dawson comes up to her, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And so they're walking and talking afterwards, and he's like, "You kissed your professor. You kissed the guy who gives you grades," and he's like super amused by it like oh he seemed like he was fucking loving well, so this is when she admits to him she's like yeah friday night before i watched a man die i was over at wilder's house and basically like if that wouldn't have happened i was going back to his house and we were gonna fuck this is when this is when she straight up implies it i was like yeah they basically talk about how yeah. her and gene what a that's exactly this is exactly when that became very clear that she was intending it but dawson in response is like hey baby i'm proud you took a risk and you did something new and i'm like what happened to dawson leary the weird thing is is like at some point joey says something about sweet sadness and it had aggravated me because i had heard it like at least twice in this episode someone saying sweet sadness and i just did not like it why I don't know. I just wrote it down that I didn't like it. And I just wrote down. No, no. I wrote, that's the second time I've heard sweet sadness in this episode, and I'm not a fan. That's what I wrote down. Well, let's move on. No elaboration, but that's what I wrote down. That's fine. I was asking for elaboration. You don't have it. We'll move on to the continuation of the Jen storyline. But first, got to get Audrey into the mix. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I also noticed that Dawson had said when they were walking on the street, him and Joey, he said something about um, it's not very Joey-like or maybe we should reevaluate the term yeah, Joey-like. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. So there's a term Joey-like? And then I wrote, no, nope, don't fucking like isn't. that it's at all. It's a turn of phrase, buddy, because someone had just said Joey-like there and you say maybe we should reevaluate he, well, that's not a term they've used in the past. You're reading way too far into that guy. Well, that's what I heard. That's what I read. That's how I. Well, you felt. definitely again didn't like wrong it. about that. Well, I could be wrong, but I'm saying. Say it. I'm just say saying. I'm, you can say it all you want, but it doesn't change how wrong didn't you are. Didn't fucking like you interpreted it. that way wrong. Anything else you want to point out about that conversation? Uh no. But there's the other one where Gene and Joey. He says something when they're. Like before she kisses him or whatever like that. Or maybe it's afterwards, but he's like it's like, you know what? In ten, fifteen years, I'll seem like the biggest dork you've ever met. And I was like, Yeah, because you're a fucking dork. He's not even a dork. I don't even think that's the right word for him. I don't know what the right word is. It's not as like chill as dork is. It's a little more nefarious than dork. Because that was some weird nerd. emotional manipulation he just pulled on an 18 19 year old girl as a grown-ass man dork i don't think is enough i don't know if he's a full-on sleazeball but he might be is he a jerk he's definitely a jerk and he's a jerk because he's so nice about being a jerk 
Makes him extra he jerky. He plays it like he's doing her. Just be a fucking well, dick. He, like he's doing her a favor. Or just don't do it at all. That's the other option. Yeah. But he tries to play yeah, it like yeah, 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 yeah. he's trying to play it like he's doing her a favor. Like, oh yeah, the anticipation of this is going to be way better than if we actually did it. So I'm going to do you a favor by just not doing it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You just got scared because you realized what you're doing was wrong and didn't want to get in trouble. And maybe talking yep. to a grown woman about it set you right. All right. So were you about to jump in with uh, Audrey? And Jen going to this concert. Well, first we got to set the stage for Audrey because Pacey shows up at her dorm and knocks on the door and she's like, no, we can't have sex anymore. That's got to be a beautiful memory. Us having sex in your car threw off the karmic balance of the world and that's why Joey saw that guy die. Yeah, she gets it like in her own Well, yeah, Pacey's like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, we can just hang out and not have sex then. She's like, nope, I'm not going to torture myself like that. Get out of here. Yeah, she's trying real hard to not date him. But the look on her face as she tosses him out is basically, mm, man, I shouldn't have done that. And now we get to Jen and Audrey at the concert because that's who Jen found to go with her. Jen's trying to convince herself she's not going to do anything because she says, I didn't like the band's music. And while that might be true, I think she's already feeling like, I want to touch Longhair's body <laughs> before she even meets him. Well, Audrey's like, oh, I'm definitely here to sleep with someone, though. I'm trying to get Paisley out of my mind. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, that's the vibe she's giving off. No, she straight up says that to Jen. She's like, I'm here to sleep with a rock star to forget Pacey. That's not a quote, but those are basically the words she uses. And Jen's like, I'm here for professional reasons. And we get to those when they get the two guys from the band back to the radio station. And you can see Jen and Longhair vibing hard with each other. And he's like, yo, girl, you got a boyfriend? And instead of saying yes, she says, none of your business. And it's like, oh, Jen, why wouldn't you just say yes? Are you trying to play, like, hard to get with this guy? Why would you be doing that? Unless you just want out of this relationship you're in. So even here, you can tell that she's not. If it's this easy for her to feel like she wants out, it's probably not a good sign. Yeah, I wrote that she looks giddy. Right. You said that earlier. And I, she looks nervous at the same time, like a nitty. A, a nitty. Yeah, she's giddy and nervous. She's nitty. She's a little nitty. A little gritty, a little shitty. There we go. Audrey and Beard are chilling on the couch, and he's like, I do have a girlfriend. And he pulls an actual picture of her out of his pocket. He's like, yo, check out this picture I got in my pocket of my girlfriend and my dog. Check it out. Isn't this fucking so weak? I can't wait to get back there and comb my beard and hang out with my family. And Audrey's like, shit ain't that simple, dude. I don't do monogamy like that. And so we come back to them later, and they're doing the interview on air. And the whole time, Longhair is just using that as an excuse to tell John, Jen that she's prejudged him and needs to like give him another chance. And they're talking later, and he asks again, like, do you have a boyfriend? And she gets kind of like evasive on him, so he goes in for a kiss. And she's like, whoa, 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 dude. I do have a boyfriend. And he's like, Psh, you're lying, girl. You don't have a boyfriend. And then finally he believes her. So there you're thinking like, okay, she let it get that far and she said no. Is she really out of this relationship? What's going on here? That whole time they were talking about like passion in the relationship. And she didn't seem to have any passion for Dawson. Nor I did think they she just share, got into her own fucking head. Nor do they share the same passions, which is part of her concern too. 
do most people share the same passions? I don't know, but also keep in mind she's an 18 or 19 year old girl trying to figure out what love and relationships are. And this is maybe yeah. the first good relationship she's ever been in. And of course it's going to freak her out, but she handled it better than old Jen would have. Perhaps she didn't cheat on Dawson or anything. She stopped that from happening, but this conversation definitely made her realize like shit, like maybe I'm not as into this as I thought it was. But Audrey is taught the opposite lesson by Beardo. Oh, she's, yeah, and she's like, so Beardo's all like, so uh, who this dude that you totally gaga over? And Audrey's like, I'm not totally gaga over Pacey. But she's like, I'll just tell you everything about him real quick. But she's like, but also, because we had sex in his car, karma fucked over my friend and so i made a deal with god that i would walk the moral line from now on i will not sleep with pacey fucking winter and you know the problem is it's just too easy with that guy so beard's like well maybe that is your sign from god that it is that easy and she's like oh shit beardo you might know something beardo's like yeah i got this fucking sweet dog and a nice girlfriend Life is pretty good. Well, since we're jumping all over the place, fuck it. Let's just finish up Audrey right here because who's there waiting for at the end of his night but Pacey Winter? And he's like, listen, I'm going to give you a ride home. And she's like, I'm sorry for overreacting, but happiness just freaks me out. He's like, listen, girl, you just need to not be afraid of having sex with me again. We need to get that happening right now because I learned a lesson tonight at this place that I went to, and that's to not take no for an answer. And I was like, that's a bad lesson to take from That's Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but they start making out. So at the end of Pacey's night, him and Audrey are back on the level. Moving yeah, yeah, forward. yeah, yeah, yeah. Karma's been sorted again. out. So we get my favorite part of this whole episode, and that's Jack and Pacey going to the gay bar. That Pacey doesn't realize is a gay bar at first. Yeah, Pacey uh, definitely doesn't realize it's a gay bar. He doesn't realize that he's talking to that this dude that he's talking to is interested in to him, and he's like, he's like, no man, it's because of this and this and this. He's like, do you realize you're at a gay bar talking to another guy? He definitely thinks you might be into him. He's like, you gotta tell him you're not gay. Well, yeah, he. This is Jack, and how how they get there is Pacey goes over to the house looking for Jen or looking for Audrey at the Mighty Alliance house, and Jack's like, they're gone. I'm going to a bar that doesn't card. Do you want to come with? Actually, he didn't even bother to ask. Pacey was just like, I'm in. And Jack was going to say something about, well, it's a gay bar. But Pacey cuts him off. He's like, you've said enough, man. Let's just do this thing. And that's how he's in the dark. And he slowly realizes as he's looking around, maybe after a drink or two, he's like, there's no women here. What does that? Oh, and Jack's like, yeah, I tried to tell you, dummy. (laughs) And And, and then like. After so a little while talking happens. to that guy <clears throat> and Jack pulls him over, Jack's all like, you know, duh, bro. And then Pacey like lets it sink in real quick. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I think I know what it finally. I think I finally know what a really hot woman feels like, you know, like like a piece of meat, you know. And Jack says, you're not hot. And Pacey's <laughs> like, well, you're full of shit. You got terrible taste. Well, okay. So they go back over to the table so that Pacey can reveal to this food critic that he's trying to schmooze to give civilization a good review, tell him he's not gay. But as he's kind of stuttering into it, the guy goes, you're not available. That's what you're trying to say. And Pacey's like, 
Exactly. Which technically he isn't. If but he's not the way dating not the way dude Audrey. Because, but he also puts his arm around Jack immediately after he says it. So he's trying to imply something very different. Yeah, he could be applying it, but Jack is his friend. That's just a friendly embrace. It doesn't. It doesn't matter anyway, because dude's like, "Well, I don't ever do this, but if you guys ever break up." And he hands his card to Jack. Yeah, like, oh man, I fucking died. And then as soon as like as soon as Pacey leaves, Jack fucking like looks at the card. He's like, he, like, he pulls the card up and he's like, mm? and then, like looks at it. And I was fucking like, oh god, that's hilarious. And he was loving it too. He was laughing so hard. Jack was. Um, so they're talking at the bar after all this, and Jack's like, "Listen, Audrey's the one who brought me to this place the night that you cooked dinner." And the essence of Audrey is that she focuses in on what you're afraid of and she doesn't take no for an answer. And it's a scary fucking thing. But I found my gay bar hangout because of her. So, like, go chase down that girl. And that's when he goes and finds her at the radio station. So we got a good a good story. Overall, I didn't like that episode, ultimately. Oh, uh, well, and then it ends with uh, Dawson and John meeting back up at the attic. And Jen... Definitely coming to the conclusion that she probably needs to get out of this relationship. Well, she straight up asks him in bed about it. Um, do you think that in a relationship you need to be passionate about the same things for it to work? And Dawson says, no, not as long as they're passionate about each other. Which I think that kind of makes her start to think, well, it's neither of those things. And the look on his face, just like with Joey earlier, is he can tell something's up. He can kind of smell it in the water already. So, very perceptive of him. Because he handles it fairly well in the next episode when all things... He deals with a bunch of shit in the next episode. On the highway to hell. Yeah, so we start out with him and Jen again. And they're in her room. She's trying to get dressed to go to Double L's birthday party. And she's freaking out. Like, I, and I then they're going to impress. Um, they're going to make their signs, right? What? Make their signs for Austin. What? Oh, shut up. I'm making my sign for Undertaker, all right? So they're sitting there, and, like, the tension's already high in the room as she's getting dressed. And Graham's knocks on the door, and she's like, I hope you guys are decent, as I've already entered the room. And I'm like, if you're concerned about them being decent, Grams, you shouldn't just enter the room. Um, And then she looks disappointed that they're not fucking. Well, and Dawson makes a joke about... How, like, oh, man, like, we're old now or something because Grams didn't catch us fucking. And Jen's, like, picking a fight with him over that. Like, what, do you think we should have been fucking? What's and problem? Dawson can, like, easily see it. And he's basically like, hey, calm down. I'm not no. fighting when you're easily trying to her, pick a fight. He doesn't tell her to calm down because that's the worst thing you can do when someone's trying to pick a fight with you. I he just like, asks her. adding things. He just asks her. He's like, are you okay? And she's like, yes, I'm fine. But she's not fine. And we find out here, because Graham's let Dawson know that Joey was at the door, she's got a reason why she can't make it to the birthday party later, which we'll get to. But she drops off a par- uh, a present for Double L. Oh, I know you got some things to say about it. That's why I'm trying to bottle it up until we actually get to the storyline. Let's move past it so we don't get ahead of ourselves. We'll be done with this one because we already talked about how they break up at the end. Um... But she can't make it. She gives him a party. And Dawson says, and this is said again later, and it kind of echoes back to, like, it was nice to hang out. He's like, it's not going to be the same without you, Joey. So like, Oh, and then he says adding... it to Gail later when he's all Gail like, man, I can't him... believe Joey's no, not here. Gail says to him, 
it didn't feel the same without her. And he's like, I agree. So she said it. So both the Learys, <coughs> Double L's probably up in her crib saying, where's Joey? Wedding bells are ringing. Ah, 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 ah. Summertime swinging. Ah, 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 ah. So back in the kitchen with Jack and Jen, he's eating, and I love the nods of the old days, he's eating Flutie Flakes. And Jen's like, I need to break up with Dawson. And he spits those Flutie Flakes right out. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? But before she can explain, Dawson comes in. He's like, y'all ready to roll? Because this whole crew, this whole foursome's going back to Capeside for this party. So they pull up. So they get there, right? And fucking... um... Gail's all like, shit, I forgot the fucking cake. Uh, and Jack's all like, oh, we got it. Me and uh, Jen will go get it. So Jen can tell me what the fuck is going on. And so when they get back later with the cake, they're kind of sitting outside in that little thing in the backyard. And she's like, I think I jumped into things too quickly. Uh, things are kind of coming into focus. This feels too safe. I missed meeting someone and having that spark or whatever. And at the end of the day, Jack's just like, listen. Why are you telling me this? You got to go tell Dawson this right now. But in the meantime, Dawson's talking to Nathan, who's a guy we kind of met earlier when Gail came up to them outside. It was implied by the whole tension in the group and by things were laid out like this is Gail's new man friend who also has a young child. And so Dawson's talking to him and this dude's trying to make small talk about movies and the Matrix and talking about how they're, quote, using a lot of that new digital technology yeah, he's like, just, he's like, yeah, you know, they're using all this new fucking fangled technology and shit, man. Don't you get it? And Dawson's like, yeah, I, it's uh, interesting. Why are, are you fucking my mom? What he's and not Nathan's interested like, in. Hey, man, we're all cool around these parts, man. Just, you know, you got to get what you got to get, man. Yeah, so let me, like, pick up your little baby sister right now. And, like, she's totally cool with it because she clearly knows me already. Don't worry about it. I'm just stealing your she's little baby sister from She's been hugging me, calling me Mitch. <laughs> Yo, Gail, go get me an ice cream cone. Oh, shit. Well, Dawson Dawson's is pissed. having none of it. Well, he walks away. He walks away because he's pissed now. And... Him and Jen are at the end of the long ass dock, and he's like, Listen, I'm freaked out about my mom dating right now. And Jen's basically like, You need to prepare yourself for this shit. And he's like, I am fucking prepared, but that doesn't mean I'm not pissed about it. And, and not like, even that. You? She's like, She's like, You got to prepare yourself to move forward. Yeah. So, like, she's like, She's like, I'm basically trying to break up with you right now while you're also dealing with your mom blowing some new dude. Well, and that's, like, pretty much what exactly happened. He points out here, because she's like, why don't you just talk to Gail? And he's like, I don't want to talk to Gail. I want to talk to you about it. But it feels like we're having a different conversation right now. So basically, it's exactly what you're saying. And she's, like, trying to break up with him very vaguely. And finally, she's like, listen, I need a breather. I got to go somewhere, Jack. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And she just takes off. She's like, we got to go pick up another cake. <laughs> The last one we got was Red Velvet, and Lily fucking hates Red Velvet. So we got to do Double L's bidding. So we got to go back to the store and get Double L that brandy cake, or else we're going to have some bad moons rising. You know that's right. So Dawson's upstairs while all that's going on, putting Double L down, and Gail comes in. And that's when they talk about, like, she's like, listen... 
I didn't even realize I'd moved on. And not even like that I fully moved on. But one day I just realized it was easier to go with how I felt than to try and be the person I used to be. And I can't fit into that shell anymore. It's like one day, you know, I'm just, I'm feeding double L. The next day I'm just riding this new guy. And Dawson looks at her and he's like, listen, it was really nice meeting the guy that you occasionally ride today. And Gail was really appreciative Gail's like, of yes, that. yes, it was good. It was good. So she leaves him alone and he goes to open up Joey's gift to Lily, which apparently didn't get opened during the party. And it was just drawings of Mitch eating bunch ice cream. Of, bunch of pictures of Mitch eating ice cream, driving cars. Um, Doing all the things Mitch loved to do. Ice also, cream, family gatherings, and cars. There was some fish in there because you know Mitch loved fish. Yeah, um, fish. There's a big a picture of a fish eating ice cream. And a restaurant serving ice cream. And fish. Um, and a fish eating ice cream? And a fish eating the ice cream. And a right. big ice cream eating some fish. Well, then there's also some blank pages at the end. So, like, someone can draw more stuff in there. Like, I yeah, hope yeah, they yeah, let, yeah. I hope they let child double L draw pictures in there. So, just a whole bunch of fucking nonsense scribbles after these very nice black and white pencil drawings. But anyway, Dawson's clearly very touched by this. But he also needs to go find out what the fuck is going on. So he finds Jen and Jack chilling on the steps of Cape Side High. Welcome back to the high school, baby. Jack's like, yeah, welcome back. I'm going to go to the football field, run a few laps, and uh, rip out my shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, you motherfucker. We're just joking around about all these dramatic things. It's so funny now. And basically they have the conversation we talked about earlier where they broke up. Jen and Dawson do. So they're no longer together. They're done. So let's move on to your favorite part of the episode that features Joey Dawson. Joey Dawson. <laughs> Joey Potter on a microphone. Uh, so we get the opening, right? And it's fucking Charlie Michael Murray back in the fold. And you're like, what could possibly be happening with Charlie Michael Murray? Why is CMM back? What What is he doing here? What is he doing? Is he going to... Is he going to bang Joey? Is he going to try to ask her out? Is he going to try to act in another movie? Is he going to be playing in a band? Uh, maybe that's exactly what he's going to be doing. An all, he leads, a combination of all of them. He leads with, I need you. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he brings up this gig and their lead singer has quit. I need you to sing. And she's like, yeah, I'll think about it. And he gives her the set list. And he's like, oh, she's going to fucking do it. And uh, before we find out how that resolves, we get the other I want to know how his band got a paying gig with no lead singer. They probably got the gig before the lead singer quit. I think that's what they said. Why would he quit knowing that they got a paying gig? Maybe he had some other shit going on. It sounded like this or... was like the first for them, right? Uh, of this size, it seemed like, yeah, for sure. So it just doesn't make too much sense to me that the the lead singer wouldn't just play this one last gig before he quits and get the money. Well, there was what a hundred bucks, I think, probably between all of them. Hundred bucks, hundred bucks. 
if we're looking for logic in this storyline, we're not gonna find it. No, yeah, I, I, I so, totally agree. Let's with not you go there. too. Dark. I'm just let's saying not... it doesn't make too much sense to me. You never know about personal politics, though. Maybe there was a big fucking fight, and he was like, "I'm not gonna do anything with you guys. I fucking hate all of you." Like, well, we don't and know. this also it brings it up for me is it's a it's a continued question though even after this episode and after this gig because like in this dawson's creek world that band exists are they just going to disband or because after this they either don't have a lead singer still or joey's now the new lead singer no he just he said she was filling in like i think it would be way more interesting if they had joey just be the lead singer she don't know fucking garbage we don't know if that doesn't happen all the audiences love it you're already you sound upset already that we don't know the answer of the fate of this band when we have had zero time afterwards to find out especially considering the member is charlie michael murray who shows up every three episodes like you need to just be a little fucking patient here dude i got no none no patience like obviously they're not gonna really like they don't really address it in the next episode this show but they don't need to has really changed its formula in season five oh absolutely it makes it a little harder to anticipate why do you want to anticipate what's gonna happen what's gonna happen because all the characters change what they're that's like, the whole point, though. They've changed as people, so naturally what they're going to do is going to change. I don't want to watch... That's why this season's been so much fun. Do you want another season of what happened one through four? You didn't seem too happy about it back then. <laughs> no, I just want it to go the way I want it to go. I think you just want to fucking complain and not just in, take the ride and enjoy it. And exactly, if it doesn't go your way, you're just pissed. Well, I mean, that's how it is with everything. That's so lame. I, I like to be entertained all right let's talk about something you actually like then with audrey and pacey going at it and this is where she's like you need to get an apartment dude i'm sick of this bullshit and just as that conversation wraps up joey walks in pacey's like gotta roll and audrey's like charlie michael murray called again you gotta do this gig like this is happening you're doing this gig and And joey's like guffies are all up well well, she's like, I know a guy who's got some wheels. He can take us out there. And Audrey's like, listen, I, I know think a it's... guy. Yeah. And Audrey's like, I think it's great that you got the hots for CMM. Like, that's a good thing. So they're sitting outside later. And the three of them, it's just supposed to be Audrey, Pacey, and Joey getting in Pacey's beautiful car and taking a ride up to this club. When all of a sudden. CMM comes running fucking down. He's like, I, 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 I need a ride, yo. Can you hook a gorgeous brother up? And Pacey's like, I fucking hate this guy. Why does he call himself gorgeous? And Joey's like, because he fucking is. And Audrey's like, oh my god, I hate this guy. So those two, Joey and Charlie, are sitting in the back. And she's like, oh, he's like, I think I dreamt this once. You, me, big back seat. And Joey's like, this is strictly business. And his response is... All of my backseat transactions are. And the look on Joey's face is, you fucking scumbag. Stop talking to me. Yeah, yeah. This guy doesn't seem to understand. He can't read the room well. I mean, mean, I'm not saying I could read the room any better. They're both trying to learn from each other through this three-pack. Like, she wants to fuck him so bad. But she needs him to not be a sleazebag. But that's still a step in a new direction for joey to be like i just want to casually sleep with the person but he can't disgust me 
it's a fair line to draw. And he's trying to be like, how do I get a girl to sleep with me and not be disgusting? Because that has always worked for me, but it's not going to work for me here. And I think I've said it on the show before. Joey Potter is somehow that kind of woman who just makes a man want to change himself. Yeah. That's how they write her character that, you know, you meet her and you're changed forever. Um, but they're on their way to the gig and Pacey and Charlie and Michael Murray are not enjoying themselves. They're, they're arguing back and forth and Pacey's getting more and more pissed. So finally, Charlie's like, can you hurry up or we're going to be fucking late and you can let me drive, Granny. I can hop up front and Pacey pulls the fuck car over. He's like, get out. Get the fuck out of my car and start walking right now. So when they walked off, like, because, like, Audrey pulls him out to, like, oh, they're walk about off. To fist fight. They're about to fucking fist fight, and Audrey pops And, like, I'm like, because they were gone for, I don't know what, like, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. I wrote down, she definitely just blew him. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, he either fucking, like, wham-bammed it. So super quick, or he got like a little quick BJ going down. She's all like, "I hey, me pull you in the woods and blow you real quick. Uh, we can get on the road." Well, that's enough to get them back on the road and get to Drunk and Dead, which is a biker bar that has booked this college band. So right off the bat, if we're talking about what makes sense, why would this fucking bar book this band even if they did have a lead singer? It doesn't make any sense. The crowd was nothing but bikers. Why would they be watching Charlie Michael Murray's little fucking college indie band? Like, it doesn't make sense at all. Especially for as much money as they were getting paid. It didn't seem... To make any sense to me. And Pacey's even more pissed now. He's like, I can't believe you brought Joey to this fucking dive. What were you thinking? And Joey's like, I don't need a fucking knight in shining armor right now. So the tensions get real high. And Audrey just grabs her. And she's like, we gotta go. And this is where she makes her up. And Joey reveals while it's happening. She's like, she really does want to win this crowd over. She really does care about this gig. She, she gets does out. not sell it well. Well, she gets out there and immediately she's getting cat calls and people are laughing at her and she's kind of like freaking out. And then people are booing her off the stage because she's just not singing. The band is playing and she's not doing anything. The more I think about it and the more I watch this, I I feel like a combination. I'm like, I don't want to blame you for it, but I kind of semi do my like desertion of Joey. Cause I loved her early on. Why and are you it's like, blaming the more, me? And like, for but you've just been shit talking like since the beginning, and so like I think like the more and more I hear that, and the more and more I see the show, I'm just like, no, he might be right. I but here's the thing though, because at this point I'm thinking, okay, this is tolerable, Joey. This is Joey getting better. This is Joey being a better person, generally speaking. So I like her more this season than I have in almost any other season. Yeah, so that's I, kind of I a, think it's just I'm starting to come to the conclusion that I'm just like, nah, fuck her character. I think if Downtown Crossing didn't happen, you wouldn't be saying that right now. You know what? There's a good possibility. I did not like that episode at all. No, I know. I think that really... Give some time away from that, a little more storyline. We'll see. It soured. It soured me hard on this season. Well, these people are throwing fucking trash up at the stage, so they're soured too. Charlie Michael Murray saves the day by starting up a duet that Joey starts to sing to. And then the crowd inexplicably starts to love them. Dude, they show the crowd and there's fucking guys 
like singing along. Get Granted, the fuck out of here. It's a cover song. It was not an original. I don't so care. Get the I'm, fuck out of here. I'm not going to disagree. I'm just saying it's not garbage. out of the realm of possibility. The whole it wasn't good singing at all. No. But apparently they they slay it. And they're outside in the parking lot afterwards. And Charlie Michael Murray is surrounded by women. And Pacey's still pissed off. And he's talking to Audrey. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, no, what is going on? What's up with all this macho man bullshit that you got happening? And he's like, listen, man, it all comes back to the fact that I had to watch him tongue fuck your mouth while you guys were filming that movie, and it just pisses me off, and I want to punch him. And Audrey's like, mm, the fact you want to punch him makes me want to get a motel room. right?" And then they look across the street, and bing, bada, boom, there's a motel right there. And he's like, ooh, you thinking what I'm thinking, huh? And she's like, oh, I'm thinking what you're thinking. And then... They're like, Joey and uh, CMM come up, and they're like, so change of plans. We're going to get a room at that fucking motel across the street because we're fucking just, we're tired. And just as they say that, we see the van that Charlie Michael Murray's band is there in take off without him again. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like he was slightly like, fuck. But he, no. but then he's just like, all right, no, like he wanted to be stuck there. He intentionally missed that ride earlier in the day, and he was gonna intentionally miss this one no matter what. I'm with Pacey on that one. I believe he intentionally missed the first one. I don't necessarily know if he intentionally missed the second one. He just went up on stage and got Joey Potter to fucking tear down the house at a biker bar. He is gonna try and parlay that into. I guess that makes a lot of sense. He's yeah, Charlie Michael Murray. He's CMM coming many multiples. I, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? He's throwing it down. So Joey's chilling by the pool at the motel later and he comes up to her. And they're talking about things. And he, of course, he's just like, yo, is uh, Pace the only guy you've had sex with? And she's like, what the fuck, man? And he's like, I'm just trying to cut to the chase and be a quote-unquote friend girl and all your other friends are sleeping together anyway so what's the big fucking deal like your roommate's fucking your ex-boyfriend right now in that motel room and she's just kind of like ah yeah he's the only one i slept with maybe you got a point here maybe all my other friends are sleeping because as far as she's concerned jen and dawson are still sleeping together right now too yeah And, and jack is obviously having a good old time somewhere at the gay bar yeah but that's not her friend that he's sleeping with but either way He's trying to run some game still and say he's only slept with two women. And Joey's like, do you think I'm a fucking idiot? And you can tell he kind of enjoys being called out by her. And she kind of enjoys calling him out. And he's like, well, we're sharing the same room tonight. So here's the key. Come in whenever you're ready to come in. I'll be in bed, girl. Yeah. And before he can get back to the room, though, him and Pacey cross paths. And Pacey's actually kind of like, I just want to thank you for what you did tonight up there on stage and i was like what have joey sing a really fucking terrible song very terribly yeah it's like oh well uh, to have her give her false confidence that she's uh good at singing when she's trash hey man the whole crowd loved it so maybe it's just something we're missing yeah maybe it's that we don't like it <sighs> no dude how does anybody like it how does like, anybody like it well pacey goes back to his room 
And Audrey thought he'd left to go get condoms. But he's like, nah, girl, I'm always packing. You think that's what I left for? I left to go get a cupcake and a fucking candle so we can celebrate our first night together in a place that isn't your dorm room or my restaurant or my car. And she's like, shit, I'm going to blow all over that cupcake and then we can eat it. And then after she blows all over that cupcake, we see Joey go into the room and lay down next to Charlie Michael Murray, who's sleeping. And she herself goes to sleep. And it felt like the old school shot of her and Dawson laying in his bed and the camera coming up above it. But I'm like, yeah, but this is in a motel with Charlie Michael Murray. So it's yeah. kind of dirty. It's kind of dirty. Kind of dirty. Leads to some cigarette burns. So, yeah, we head into there. And she's watching Dawson's movie up in his attic for the first time. And she's like, that was fucking awesome, dude. But also Charlie Michael Murray was like surprisingly good in it. Like really, really good in it. Like he was so good in it. And Dawson's like, yeah, he's kind of a scumbag. And Joey's like, actually, Dawson, like, Charlie's not that bad, dude. Like, he's kind of a nice guy. I mean. But before they can have that conversation, Oliver pops in. And he's like, holy smokes, Leary, you work fast. And I'm like, oh, fucking Oliver, you're killing me right now. So Um, I, I wrote down that Joey says specifically to Dawson about the movie. She's like, she's like, it's weird. She's like, when I watched it. It was like, this is the exact time I knew that, like, what you're destined for. She's like, that you're like, you're going to become what you've, like, been wanting your entire life. She's like, this she, movie is your gateway to greatness. Well, yeah, she's like, I can actually see something happening with this movie and that you're going to become what you've always dreamed and all that. So, yeah, she's definitely very supportive and likes this movie. Which, as we find out later, clocks in at two hours and fucking 45 minutes. Well, and Dawson's even like, when he introduces it, he's like, yeah, man, this movie's way too fucking long. Yo, he says he says it the whole fucking episode, because right here in the opening scene, Oliver's like, oh, yeah, man, uh, it's time to screen this bitch. And Dawson's like, nah, I still got a lot of work to do on it. And Oliver's like, oh, yeah, sorry, there is a screening tomorrow for a cast crew and some other assorted people. Dude, he's all like... He's like, yeah, we, we got to re- uh, reshoot that sex scene because he's like, you can see CMM's entire cock. And uh, Oliver's like, well, but speaking of CMM, before we move on in that last scene as he's running out of the room and Dawson's chasing him to have that conversation, Joey rewinds the movie back from the end and pauses, or not pauses, stops on like a scene of Charlie Michael Murray, just kind of gazes at him like, she wants him so bad. Well, right she now. saw his cock in the movie. That's very true. I didn't even I didn't even put that together. So that makes it even more. She's now she's like, all Ooh. like, I need that. Fuck it. That's when she's all like, I'm gonna go to this movie theater and totally be like, because Dawson's even like, you can make that motherfucker like you can break that dude's heart. Yeah. No, Pacey tells her that in the last episode. Mm. And when they're sitting around the pool, we kind of left that out because it really was didn't matter. But now that you brought it up, he's like, yeah, you know you could fucking break that guy a million times over. And Joey's basically like, yeah, like I know. He's a weak man. Now she's I like, will... shit, I'm going to see that in person. We'll find out if he can play it right, though. Now, before he brings up that CMM dick thing, Dawson makes the second reference to the English patient in this show's history. If we want to bring up Seinfeld connections again, like I know you did the last time they brought up the English patient. But then after he talks about seeing CMM's dick, Oscar's like, well, the real problem is that you're still like reeling from that breakup with Jen. And Dawson's like, nah, man, like I'm cool about it. 
And Oliver's like, okay, well then it wouldn't be a problem if I asked her out then. So like, oh no, is Oliver going to be fucking hitting on Jen now? Is that where this is headed? Uh, it's really funny. So Audrey and Pacey are now boning over at Brecker's place. Because Pacey still doesn't have his own place yet. No, nope, getting yet. Cl- but at least they're getting it keeps getting brought places. up, though. Motel to Brecker's place. Yeah, we're moving up from the dorm. We're getting some private time. And the conversation about how many people that they've slept with comes up. And he's, like, very interested in knowing her number. And she doesn't really care, but he gives up that information very easily. He's like, seven people, including you. And she's like, yeah, you don't want to know my answer. So let's just move on from this. And she's all like, she's like, oh, that's not a lot. And he's all yeah, like, compared, <laughs> compared to, to what? Who? Yeah, compared to who? You? And she's like, no, no, let's just move on. Don't worry about it. And I'm with her on this one. Who give, Who gives a shit? What does it matter? Get over yourself. No, yeah, you can't. What are, what are you expecting? Like... I have and have not known the answer in relationships in the past. And it hasn't made a difference to me either way. No, it doesn't matter. But you're better off just not knowing either way. Are, are they good? Is it good now between you and them? Then what does it matter? How many people they did or didn't sleep with to acquire whatever skills they may or may not have. Or it's even just like, just like I didn't know you. Who fucking cares? Oh, there's so many reasons why it doesn't matter. But he can't let it go. That's like the whole gist of them this episode. Well, we jump back over to Dawson at home with Jen, and we brought up this conversation earlier where it'd be weird if it wasn't weird that it was weird, but they're going to be friends. So it's cool. Which is an interesting dynamic for this show to take, because generally outside of season five, so many things that have taken place would drag on as drama for episodes, three, four or five episodes, but they just... They break up and now they're buddies again. Well, they're trying to get their drama in other spots. They're they're trying to get their drama in the show still, but from spots that aren't between two uh like main characters, it seems. Right. Agreed. They're trying to bring in guys like the mugger so they can kill off to provide some drama. Well, Joey. Like we're just Usher, gonna have more people fucking die in this show. Who knows? There could be another one this season for all we know. What are, you, what are your odds that there's at least one more death before the show is over? Oh, 100%. 100% one other person dies before the show's over? We've had one person die every season, I think. And if there wasn't someone in the first season, there's been multiple people this season. Pretty sure... When did Gramps die? Did Gramps die at the end of the first or the beginning of the second? I think he died in the first season. I do too. Second season was Abby. I don't think anyone died in third season, did they? Oh, I'm pretty sure someone did. Who died in the third season? I don't know, but someone fucking died. Someone, or it was brought Brooks, up. Tim's Brooks died. died. Brooks died in the fourth season. It was probably just brought up about Tim. Second, second season was Tim's death being a storyline when Andy and Jack first came on. We're not going to count them just talking about Tim's death in the third season. I don't think anyone died in the third, but Brooks died in the fourth, and then Mitch and the mugger died in the fifth. So we've averaged one a season so far, unless I'm missing something in the third season, which I don't think I am. Yeah, so I'm going to say that uh, averages count. One one a season, so at least one more. What, yeah, what are the get, odds? we're going to get at least one more death. I say, what are the odds that we get two deaths before this is all said and done? If you set the line at one and a half deaths, I'd probably take the over. Okay, all right. Now here's a question, totally random, but I think it bears asking. And based in no fact or fiction, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't happen. 
Is Graham's a candidate, a serious candidate for that death? No. Okay. That's the only question I have. She's the only one I can think of off the top of my head outside of like, no, no one else really makes sense. Do we get another shocking death? Does Double L die of like SIDS? No. That's good. That's good. Let's talk about something a little happier than everyone dying. Joey and Audrey back in the dorm room. Audrey wants to know what the fuck is happening with her performance. Joey's like, it was great. And then Audrey's like, wait. Why do you look so hot right now? Like, what's going on with you? Like, you look hotter than normal is what I'm trying to say. Because I'm going to go try to sit next to Charlie Michael Murray and see what's up. See if I can grab that fucking thing. So Audrey's like, okay, enough about that. Uh, What I want to ask you is if I should tell Pacey how many men I've slept with. And Joey's like, that depends on what the answer is. Well, first she says, she's like, she's like, I found out to tell the truth is the best thing. But she's like... I mean, men also have fragile egos, so you never fucking right. know. But she's like, I guess it also depends on what the answer is. She's like, if it's low, yeah, why not? She's like, if it's high, probably not. So they're driving around. And Roger's looking... like, shit, I'm going to go tell them something fucking higher than it is. Well, Audrey and Pacey are driving around trying to find parking before the screening is going on. And Joey's been dropped off. And Audrey's like, why am I stuck? You drop her off. And Pacey's like, oh, it's part of our arrangement. She's like, what arrangement? Kind of like, you're going to tell me we're dating now? And he starts like babble and babble about dating. And she just blurts out, oh, I've slept with 27 men. And he's all like, boom, car crash. And I'm all like, oh, shit, car crash, car crash. Hope they're not dead. Hope they're not dead. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. I did not see any ice cream. And nothing even comes out of that car accident anyway. Like, they don't come back to it for a while. And the next time we see either of them, they're like in the theater. So, like, it just doesn't. Or we see them at the car accident later. But, like, nothing matters. They're fine. And Pacey's clearly bothered by 27 being the number. So before they get... or So they're on their way to the screening already there. Jen's still at home getting ready for the screening. She answers the door and some old dude answers it. And he's like, Jen? She's like, yeah. He's like, I'm Clifton. You're, you're you know, your grandma told me about you or whatever. Yeah, he's like, Jack- your grandma set us up. We're supposed to go to this uh, movie tonight. He's like, don't worry. I brought protection. But then Jack and comes. she thinks Jack that he's going to pull out a condom, but really he just lifts up his shirt and he's got a cat. No. <laughs> There's no guns on this show. He did have a condom. Don't lie to our audience. <laughs> he did Please. have a condom. No. Well, but then Jack comes down and Jen's like, this is Clifton. And Clifton's like, Clifton's Dawson. like Dawson. And Jack's no, like, Jack. no, I'm Jack. And he's like, oh, the homosexual. I was set up on a date with you by Grams, actually, not Jen. <laughs> but then Grams comes down, and she's like, nah, I invited him along, and she kisses him, and Jen almost, like, falls over and faints. And Grams just very casually is like, get a hold of yourself, Jennifer. And I'm thinking to myself, this is fucking, like, sexual revolution Grams, because she was fully prepared to walk in on Dawson and Jen having sex the other day. She doesn't give a shit about sex anymore. She's just getting around. Well, I don't know about getting around. It might just be <laughs> she's her and Clifton. Like, she's getting down with Clifton. No, her, at least her and Clifton are getting... They've at least done hand stuff. They're old. They're not wasting any time. No, this they're not probably, wasting any time. They're wasting this, less time than Audrey and Pacey. This is their first date. Maybe their second date. They've already, they've probably even done mouse stuff already. Why not? We they've already sex. had straight up nasty sex. No, twice. I feel like Gra- I feel like Graham's is probably still a third date kind of gal. They've had sex at church. Her and Je- her and Jesus are still tight, man. She's not going to be blasphemous like that. No, nah, man. She said that her and Jesus were uh, not on speaking terms that one time. Only, 
only because fucking Mitch was dead at the time. I mean, he's still dead. She's not pissed at God about it anymore. She knows that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, because she, she realized that Derry Ridgeway murdered his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dawson's back at school, and he's doing a little more prep work on this film. And some woman comes into the room, and she's, like, breaking up with her boyfriend on the phone. And then she starts talking to Dawson, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're just, like, in this artsy fuck Hollywood phase. And he's like, bitch, you don't know a goddamn thing about me. You're a drama queen with crappy taste in movies. Because she said she had liked some crappy movie before then. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, also, I'm the person here who's here to review your fucking movie, dumbass. So this is going to be fun. And I'm like, how's Dawson going to get himself out of this pickle? Oh, how about... Ask her if she wants to tickle his pickle. She does a little bit of almost pickle tickling later, as we'll see. But in the meantime, someone else's pickle is in question, and that's Charlie Michael Murray's. Because he walks up to Joey when she's sitting in the theater, and he's like, yo, girl, what's up? Can I sit with you? And they're all flirting. And she's like, yeah, 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 why don't you sit with me, girl? Um, What's going on with you tonight? Joey, like, you're being really nice to me. And she's sitting there thinking, it's because I want to suck on your gherkin. And, and I, I want to like, snap into like, your closet. What'd you think? Was I good in it? And she was like, oh, you were good. Real good. She's like, there's this one scene in particular that I really liked. I paused it a lot. Okay, I don't know if she got an opportunity to pause it a lot up in Dawson's attic. Grabs his attic. <laughs> Same thing. So, speaking of Dawson, he comes up to Oliver. He's like, bitch, why didn't you tell me there was a fucking critic here? And Austin's like, Austin, I just called him Austin. Oscar's like, it's not a big deal, man. Don't worry about it. And she comes up and she's like, yo. And she's all like, oh, you guys aren't ready yet? I'm dipping the fuck out. Also, I met Dawson already and we don't like each other. And Oliver's like, how the fuck are you going to fix that? Dawson's like, I'll fix it. He's like, shit, Uh, I'm going to go try. And, uh, and he's like, well, what are you going to do then, Oscar? In the meantime, he's like, I'm going to go hit on your ex-girlfriend. And I'm like, Oliver, you son of a bitch. So it's Dawson, pretty funny, though. Oh, it's really funny. I mean, I'm not saying the son of a bitch in a bad way. I mean that in an endearing way. So Dawson chases this critic down. Amy is her name. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm a huge fan. You're cuter than Robert Ebert. Robert Ebert? <laughs> Roger Ebert. And also, let, let me quote an article back to you to prove I'm a fan and, like, I'm scared of you watching my movie because I like you so much. And she's like, listen, dude, why don't we go to this coffee shop that you go to all the time and see if you can get lucky? And, that's and he's all like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And so they go they go there and they're, uh, she's like, all right, convince me to watch your, your little fucking movie tonight. And he's all like, all right, check it. And he says all the shit that he needs to say. And she's all like, all right, cool. Let's go check it out. And then she's like, oh, shit, that's my my ex-boyfriend that I just broke up with like an hour ago. Uh, quick, kiss me. And she like turns around, like makes out with Dawson. Oh, yeah. And Dawson's all like, uh. And then she's like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, which one's your boyfriend? She's like, what goes the look? She's like, oh. None of them, actually. I was mistaken. So Dawson got a little bit lucky there. Well, we cut back over to the screening, and Audrey finds Joey, and she's like, yeah, I need to talk to you. And Joey's like, right now, dude, I'm trying to jerk this pickle. Don't you see what's happening right now? And she's like, no, Joey, 
right now. I need to tell you that I fucked up and I might have fudged the number a little bit. And Pacey's like, or Joey's like, just tell Pacey the truth. Tell him the absolute honest to God's truth. So they go back out into the lobby and Pacey's been talking to Jack there and like just talking about how much he likes Audrey basically. And Audrey comes up behind his shoulder and hears the whole conversation and they sit down to talk and she's like, I want to be honest with you, man. I've slept with 57 dudes. And he spits his drink out all over the place. He's like, oh my god, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, and in the meantime, while that's happening, Jen's talking to Oliver. Because they're up in the room that Dawson and the critic were in earlier. Yeah. And she's basically, he's like, I get really nervous when I'm around you. And she goes, let me cut you off right there, buddy. This is never going to happen. And then she kind of, like, turns around to walk out of there. And then he starts, like, trying to lay down some game. And he's like, oh, and when you turn around, you'll look at me differently. And she's like, all right, I'll bite. And she turns around and he's gone. Just disappeared. He has disappeared. Oliver just... That's his move. You will see me differently. I'm not there. Now, that's that's a bold move. Because that's either going to skeeve someone out, which it should, or it's going to intrigue them, which it shouldn't. When people just disappear on you like that. But it intrigues side. Jen, and then she's all like, fuck, why is this intriguing me? I kind of picked up on the same vibe there at the end when like he walks past her sitting yeah. in the audience. And she's like, oh, my God. And Jack's like, what? Oh, my God. And she's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because she hasn't decided whether <laughs> yeah. or not she's okay with the fact that she's kind of okay with Oliver. Like, that's what it felt like, at least. I don't yeah. remember what happens there, but yes. Before that goes on, her and Joey run into each other. And this screening still hasn't happened yet. Because obviously Dawson and the critic are busy kissing each other at this time. And they they're outside banging in and, the like parking lot. Well, and Joey's like, have you ever dealt with someone who is like, and then basically describes Chad Michael Murray? And I'm like... Charlie Michael hey, Murray. Sorry, Charlie Michael Murray. And I'm like, Joey, she already dated and fucked him. She has dealt with this guy. You're asking her if she's dealt with the guy that you're talking about You're in asking secret. about advice on the actual guy. Like, of course she has dealt with him. If you want the answers, just come out and tell Jen you want to bang Charlie Michael Murray. Jen will be fine. Jen yeah. will be fine with it. She's a big girl. She'll get old. She doesn't want to bang Chad Michael Mark, Charlie Michael Murray anymore. So finally. Where do you keep getting Chad from? That must be his real name, right? In the show? I think so. No, Charlie's his real name in the show. Chad is his name in real life. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure his name is Chad Michael Murray. That's where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck do you think we've been calling him Charlie Michael Murray? I don't know. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. It's hard for me sometimes because I don't think I've actually fucked it up on the show yet. But I always think of him as CMC, which is I don't think you've said Christian that. McCaffrey. Who the fuck is that? He's a football player. Who fucking cares about him? We're talking. I'm about just saying Chad- CMC, CMM, it's similar. CMC is stupid. I hate it. I'm out. Like no, no, football. no football talk. No, God, no. Absolutely not. Anyway, so we're back in the lobby and Audrey sits down next to Pacey and he's like, listen, man, I got fears. I got concerns. Those aren't yours, though. That's my shit to deal with. 
I've completely fallen for you. So the number doesn't matter to me at all. I'm good. We can move on from here. And she's all like, all right, cool. You passed the test. I've actually only fucked five. She's I like, I've been... kissed a lot of dudes. No, she uses the phrase make out slut. Okay. Or, yeah. or I made that up. I'm not sure. I didn't put it in quotes. I might have. But make out slut doesn't sound like something I would say. It does something sound like something Audrey would say, though. Either way, she apologizes for testing him. She's like, I got my own fears and shit, too. But those two, again, once again, at the end of an episode, on fucking semi-stable ground. No, yeah, they definitely seem to be in lockstep. Dawson and the critic get back to school. And Dawson, Oliver's like, I'm super impressed that you got her back. How did you do that? And Dawson's like, I fucked her, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Dawson's like, like, literally, because I wrote this down. Like, I made um, out with her. Oscar's all like, how'd you get her back? Dawson's like, I made out with her. With like, yeah. Without even stopping and like talking to him, he just like he just like says it as he walks by. And Oscar's like, God damn, like he looks super impressed. Now, before we get to Dawson introing this movie, Joey's sitting by herself and she's watching Grams and Clifton kind of fingering each other, jerking each other off in the in the movie theater. And she's smiling and happy about it. And Charlie's getting comes a little up. hot. Well, Charlie comes up and he sits down. Oh, she's getting real hot, but she's also thinking about Charlie. But when he sits down, she's like, which one do I have here? Do I have Sweet Chuck or do I have Sleazeball Charlie? Because I need to fucking know. And he's like, girl, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry I made you mad, but I'm hoping if I just sit here by you that, like, you'll start to like me again. And she's like, okay, fine. You can sit down. So I wrote that uh, he says, he's like, you know, he's like, I fucked up. He's like, I get nervous and shit. And he's like, he's like, realistically, I'm trying to be funny. He's like, I think it's funny and it just does not land. I I think he's doing what Charlie Michael Murray always does. And he's running game and he's changing the game to fit his quote unquote prey. No. Yeah, he's- I agree with that assessment. But I think what he was trying to sell it is. Oh, I as, know. He did. Like, but she's not buying it. I don't know. She might have. She, she's not buying his bullshit, but that doesn't mean she still doesn't want to fuck him. Like, I'm not saying that this is making. She lets him sit down at the end of the day after he made yeah. that sleaze. She definitely that, wants to blow him. Well, he made that sleaze ball comment earlier about like, she was like, "Oh, you want to take me on a hot date or something?" He's like, "No, I want to take you in the bathroom and do ungodly things to you." And she's like, "Fuck you, dude. Get the fuck out of here." I feel like she would like like. I understand that she's going to react the way she did, but part of me is all like, if you are really like, you just want it from Charlie Michael Murray, then you just be like, yeah, let's go to the bathroom right now. But she, no, but, but that's obviously not all that it is for her. She needs it to not be dirty. She needs it to not be sleazy. She needs him to be a nice guy with good manners, like the people that she's generally been involved with romantically in the past. She needs him to change and be a better person or she's not she's going to deny herself that physical thing that she wants because she won't be able to mentally reconcile that she slept with such a dirtbag. And she knows that she knows that. So she's like, you got to be on your best behavior for at least a night. At least like you got to let me get that shit and not be an asshole for like four hours. So then Dawson goes up after he sits down with her. He goes up. He interests in the movie. He says it's a labor of love for everyone involved. I hope you enjoyed even though it's long and all this other shit. 
and they roll the movie, and what shows up on the screen is the executive producer credit. I'm glad you said Dawson's something about Creek. that because I wrote that's fucking cheesy as oh, fuck, and oh, I yeah. do not like it at all. I'm indifferent to it, but it was definitely cheesy. I like cheesy when done the right way. That was not good cheesy. It would have been different if they were showing the end credits of something and not the beginning of a movie. Correct. So it didn't make any sense. Like, why would the executive producers be there at the role of these credits? But I also and why wouldn't really... they be Dawson's name and. I also don't really care because they like paused the scene. So it wasn't like the live audience was watching that role. Like whatever. It wasn't good. It was stupid. So let's get your overall three pack thoughts then. Uh, So I wrote this was a pretty fun three pack. Despite a whole bunch of bullshit that happened within it overall still felt like it was fun. Yeah. uh, Like uh, it had better flow as an actual three pack as opposed to like the last one in general that we watched. Downtown Crossing would have ruined any three packs chemistry. And uh, I also like that they had like good flow with the Jen Dawson storyline throughout the three pack, the Audrey Pacey relationship storyline throughout the three pack, and um, like also the Joey CMM uh, looking to become potentially something throughout the next three pack with a lot of involvement in at least two thirds of this three pack. And uh, and then it it shows that she's able to rebound immediately, followed behind the failed uh, Gene Wilder experiment. Also, oh yeah, she's she's hunting. Like I brought this up earlier, but like, could Joey become like the new lead singer of this band? What would happen? Like, would that even be a good idea if she ends up fucking Charlie Michael Murray? Like, well, I'm gonna give you these these three episode titles when you're done, and you can put that in your predictions if it makes sense. And so, like, Pacey getting an apartment talk has been brought up. Um, Also, Pacey and Audrey are official now, so that's pretty cool. Grams has a new boyfriend. Way to go, Grams. And Dawson maybe got himself a little new uh, lady interest. And or is the Joey Dawson wedding back? So I feel like what you're doing with a lot of your three-pack thoughts is rehashing what happen which makes sense but then also speculating on what your predictions are going to be as well but then when you get to the predictions you don't really bring any of those things back up into your predictions as evidenced by history packs predictions so maybe my my idea is this as you are listening to the three episode titles i'm about to give you take a glance at your overall three pack notes and see if any of the titles strike out with any of the predictions you've already kind of been dancing around and maybe you'll hit some gold this week Because last week was maybe your worst week ever. And you've had a generally very, very good track record with predictions. So it is an anomaly, but last week... Last week was way off. So here we go. Episode 19. 100 light years from home. Episode 20. Separate ways. Parentheses. Separate worlds. I'm sorry. Worlds apart. Separate ways worlds apart episode 21 after hours right so they're a hundred light years away from home and that means joey is fucking c m m she's all like oh yeah i love it i love it i love it but then she's like fuck dude we're fucking worlds apart dude this ain't gonna fucking work this ain't gonna last 
And so throughout the three pack, she's going to get together with CMM. They're going to go out and then they're going to fuck and then they might fuck a couple times and then it'll be over. So that's going to be Joey's main storyline is CMM throughout this next three pack. So I feel like the Dawson or not Dawson. I feel like the Pacey and Audrey thing is going to be really good. Does he get a fucking apartment in this three pack or not? He's got to. He's got to get an apartment <laughs> at this three pack. In fact, I think it'll come at the very end of the three pack with the after hours because Danny's going to finally be like, dude, you got to get a fucking apartment. You can't stay in this fucking uh, civilization anymore. Like living. Does here. he does he catch him there after hours? Yeah, he's going to catch him there after hours. Fucking Audrey. Joey's also going to try the uh, singing. She's gonna oh, you be, think so? Yeah, she's going to become the fucking lead singer of this band for at least as long as she's banging CMM, and then she'll stop. Maybe that's what happened with the other lead singer. What about Dawson? The other lead singer, I think, was a dude. Not that that matters, but I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe he's all like, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, I swim both ways. Who cares? Okay, so what about Dawson and Oscar? And I guess Oscar and Jen in that respect. So I'm going to say Dawson's going to keep hooking up with uh, Movie Lady. Oh, you think she comes back in the mix? Oscar and Jen are going to... I mean, she might not even be on camera, but they they could just use it as a storyline where he's like, oh, yeah, I got to go for an episode, so I'm going to see my girl or whatever. Yeah, that's about it. I don't really got much for Jack because after the frat, there's really not much else. I mean, he goes to the gay bar, he drinks, and he's trying to get his grades back up. Yeah, they, they showed us the gay bar thing, which is a new facet of Jack's character. But then in the next episode, he just kind of got back the role of the best friends with Jen and was there for her during the breakup thing. And then he's not in the last episode at all, is he? So no, they really the, even haven't even no, established yeah, whether or not he's in or out of the frat. I'm I would say he's sure living he's out at of Graham's the house. I'm going to say he's out of the frat, but you're right. They haven't fully established it. And Why I would, would say because he was coming downstairs putting a jacket on, that's indication enough that he's probably back at Graham's house living there. Oh, he's definitely living at Graham's house. He was there for breakfast the episode before. Oh, I did not track that. He spit out the foodie flakes and he was talking Maybe to Jen about breaking up with Dawson. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's definitely living there. So, you can hear more about where Jack's living. You can hear more about who Oliver's trying to fuck. You can hear more about Charlie Michael Mer- Murray's pickle. All of that at on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or most importantly, and of course, at 50RainingWades.com. You know that's right. Uh, and until the next time that we grace your ears with our lovely voices with the amazing stylings of Dawson's Creek, we, we be, be creaking. creaking.